In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In one occasion, I was driving somewhere in Costa Rica, and in a red light, I stopped the car, and I saw in the car right in front of me this sticker, you know, with the following text, you know, don't tell your God how big your problem is. Tell your problem that you have a super powerful God, you know. And that's a good beginning for this meditation on divine filiation. Uh, all of us are children of God, and God is our Father, and that's a reality that we know. All of us have heard before the expression, we are children of God, right? But this meditation is about having the experience of that. The fact that we are children of God is gonna make an impact in our personal life. It is not enough that we know that we are children of God. Because, you know, you can know very well the, you know, principle of Archimedes, but maybe that doesn't have any consequences in, the, in your daily life. Maybe it has, I don't know. But it's not enough just to know the declensions in Latin. Okay, so I know the declensions by heart, you know. Okay, what's the impact of that in your life? Zero. Okay, so that cannot happen with our divine filiation. It is true, we are children of God. The point is, what's the impact of that reality in my life? And we can ask our Lord, now at the very beginning of this conversation with him, we can ask him to help us to feel that we are children of God. Because being children of God is something beautiful. That's the first point. It's not that, okay, I am, uh, you know, are you okay? <laughs> so it's beautiful to know that I am a son of God, right? Imagine that you are the daughter of a celebrity. So that would be an important thing of your life because that changes things, right? We are children of God. And the first thing that changes in our lives is that it is beautiful to be a son, to be a daughter of God. Because that means that that God who created everything, that God who is transcendent, huh, is not just far away, super powerful, that you cannot see him, no. It is a God that loves me with tenderness, and that's beautiful. Thank you, Lord, for your infinite love. And in order to always deal with the right idea of God, we need to deepen our understanding of our divine filiation because there are people who don't know God and they think weird things about God 
and then they don't really feel related to that God because it's a weird God, right? For instance, there are people who think that God is like, you know, going to church. That's it. God for me is going to church. So, you know, from Monday to Friday, you go to school. Sometimes you go to the supermarket to buy some stuff, right? You go to piano lessons. You go to the gym. You go to Clean Hartons. And then sometimes you go to church. And then you start again on Monday, you know? Uh, no. God is not just going to church, right? If my idea of God is, no, I have to go to church, I have a very poor idea of what God is, right? Or, for instance, there are people who think that God is <clears throat> the terrible judge. The terrible judge who's got the power to send you to hell after you die. And then God is a terrible thing. And when you think of God, when these people think of God, they think of God in terms of someone terrible because he's got the power to send me to hell, right? So then they develop this spiritual life which is kind of weird because it's a spiritual life with lots of fear, with lots of tension because if I do something wrong, God is tracking me down you know, and it's going to send me death to send me to hell because God is bad, you know? He's got the power to do that, you know? So there are people who think this. You laugh, but there are people who think like this. I have talked to them, and they are afraid, and everything is about duty, obligation. I have to do this, I have to do that. If not, God can punish me, you know? What happens is those people end up fed up, and then they abandon their faith. Because who wants to deal with a God like that, right? Nobody. But what's the problem of these misunderstandings of God? The problem is they don't realize, people don't realize that God is my Father. So, Lord, with your grace, I want to always have this clear in my mind. You are my father. And if you are my father, you are good to me. And if you are my father, you love me. And if you are, if you are my father, you are the one who tells me the important things, right? If you think of your life, who is the person who has told you, listen, this is your main defect? Or this is your main virtue? These are your strengths. These are your weaknesses. Hey, you should work on this. Hey, this is not fine. Make an effort to improve in this aspect in your life because you can do better. Who has been the person who has told you that looking at you with love at the same time? That's a father, right? That's your father, your mother, those who love you. The ones who loved you well, they told you all these, all these things, right? And that's exactly what God is like. God loves us, God loves you, God loves you with that dominant defect, God loves you with that strength, God loves you with, you know, your weaknesses and your strengths, and he always looks at you with lots of love. And he always looks at you saying, hey, try again. And now, Lord, I want to always to look at you like this. The one who is expecting of me to perform very well because I can do much better but the one who knows that even if I make a mistake you will be always there because that's what a father is even if the son even if the daughter makes a mistake the father is always there to help you know the son or the daughter to begin again and that's exactly what God is for us so God is good 
God is expecting of me good things. God has given to me good stuff, right? And God is patient with me. And if I make a mistake, he still loves me the same. That's the real father. A father who is expecting of me to make a mistake so that he can punish me, that's not a father. Therefore, that's not God. Because if you go to the Bible, you will see that God is a father, as we will see very soon in this meditation. God is a father, and he has said that he loves us. So, in your relationship with God, always keep this in mind. Deal with God as you deal with your father, with your mother, with the person that loves you the most in this world. And then your spiritual life is going to be okay. Because you are dealing with the real God. God is not the terrible judge. God is not either the happy-go-lucky old man with white hair and long white beard saying, oh, it doesn't matter what you do, you know, it's fine, everything is fine, you know, no worries, no worries. No. It's something in the middle. Well, but something in the middle, someone in the middle who loves you, who expects of you what is best, and who is encouraging you, encouraging you to do what is best and trying and beginning again, etc. So always to deal with the real God eh, in our spiritual life. That's very important. So Lord, give me a grace to realize often that I am a son of yours, a daughter of yours. San Jose Maria used to invite the members of Opus Dei to consider often daily their divine filiation. And that's a great point. Because if you recall a few times a day that you are a son of God, that you are a daughter of God, then you will get back to the right mindset. Okay? Our faith, our Christian life is not a race of obstacles to do something super difficult just to try to reach God. No, 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 no. Our Christian life is God is a father, he loves me, I'm going to try to love him back by doing well my ordinary things, the small things that I have in my daily life and I can offer up to him, right? So that's the real deal. So consider daily your divine filiation. That's going to help you to deal with the real God. Well, then something important. If this God is so good, if this God is a father, what we have to do is very simple. Just be in love with God. That's it. A spiritual life is about being in love with God. It's not about doing something super difficult. It's not about aiming at some external perfection. It's not about... Uh, no. It's about... Just love God, because He loves you. If we exist, it's because God thought of us, and He wanted us to exist, because He loves us. So, if that's the deal, what we have to do is to try to love Him back. That's it. Simple. So, before you go to bed every day, there is only one real question you need to answer. Lord, did I try to love you today or not? If you can say, in the middle of your challenges, in the middle of your mistakes, my mistakes, your sins, my sins, if in the middle of our challenges, we can say, Lord, I tried, because I did this and this and this, so I'm trying, Lord, so then you're doing well. That's it. Simple. Spiritual life is not about something super complicated for experts who live in the Vatican, and speak seven languages. No. So holiness is for normal people like you and like me who try to 
do their job well done every day and try to offer it up to God and try to love those around them and, and that's it man. it's about being in love with God because God is a father there is this Spanish <clears throat> song that I translated into poor English and it goes like this and I finally found you and just right then time stopped and I woke up and you were there. You were a reality, not just a dream anymore. And I will tell you everything about the only truths that I understand. Your love for me, my faith in you, and all the amazing things I feel for you. End of quote. It's about encountering God who is so good and loves you to distraction and to try to love him back. So Lord, I'm, gonna, I'm going to try every day in my life to love you 100%. Love changes everything, right? So when you are in love, you are super happy, you are super motivated, you, you, know, you feel like you can conquer the world, you know? Well, let's be in love for the Lord. Yeah? And in order to be in love with the Lord, let us stay close to Him. For instance... When you wake up in the morning, you can say, Lord, all the actions I'm going to do today for you. Something you can do is to read the gospel every day, five minutes. Just to be close to Jesus. Because we go, you know, to God towards, I mean, we, go, we get to God through Jesus. Jesus is God incarnated, right? So through Jesus, we go to God. So read the gospel every day, five minutes. Receive the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Right? In order to love someone, you've got to spend time with that person. Receive the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, in communion. Say the Rosary. It takes 70 minutes and a half, approximately. And every single Hail Mary is an act of love to Mary, an act of love to the Lord. Do some time of mental prayer daily. You just find a few minutes just to talk to the Lord about what is in your heart. Do examination of conscience. Just one question before you go to bed. Lord, did I try to love you? Well, if you want. Other second question. Did I try to love those around me? Visit him in the Blessed Sacrament. You know, you see, we just mentioned... A few things we can do just to show our love for this God who loves us a big deal and who is very close to us. It's up to you, it's up to me just to draw closer to him a little bit every day. And you know what happens when you show to God this love, even if it's a little bit difficult, even if you are tired, then what happens is that you start listening to him. And what is it that the Lord is telling us? The Lord is telling you, I'm here with you all the days of your life until the end of time. As he said to the apostles, right? Before the ascension into heaven. The Lord is saying that to you right now, right here. And the Lord says to you, you are precious to me and I love you. You see? You go to the Bible 
to the Old Testament and to the New Testament, and you see constant manifestations of the love of God for you and for me. And you see these lines, not only deeds, but the lines that God has given us, you know. You are precious to me, and I love you. My steadfast love shall never depart from you. This is the word of God. If you ever have doubts about the love of God for you, just read this line in the Bible. My steadfast love shall never depart from you. And the Lord says as well, I will never forget you. I have you inscribed in the palms of my hands. The Lord has done great things for us because he loves us. Let us be in love with this God. So let us have the right idea of God and let us be in love with him. In the Gospel of the Mass today, a few people approached the Lord and told him, hey, your mother and your brethren are outside and they want to talk to you. They want to see you. And the Lord said, who are my mother and my brethren? And pointing to the ones who were listening to him, he said, the ones who listen to my word and act on it, those ones are the ones who are my mother and my brethren. This is the way we get to know God. When we listen to his word and we try to act on it. Because God has spoken. God, transcendent, powerful, amazing father, has spoken to us. And he has said just one word. That is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is constantly speaking of the love of God for us. And Jesus says, those who listen to my word and act on it are the ones who are part of my family. So if we want to be good children of God, let us listen to Jesus and let us talk to him. When you want to listen to someone, you start that conversation, right? Conversations are a two-way street. Someone speaks, the other listens, and then they change the roles, right? And it goes on and on and on, right? So let us listen to God our Father. And let us bring God our Father to all the moments in our life, to all the events of our lives, to all the days of our lives. There are people who think, no, I can only deal with God, I can only talk to God if things are going well in my life. But that is not true. Our life sometimes goes okay, sometimes there are challenges, sometimes we are sick, sometimes we are happy, sometimes we have a lot of problems, sometimes we get good achievements in life, sometimes we make a lot of money, sometimes we lose money. I mean, life is dramatic, right? Well, what we can do is to bring God to that life that we experience every day. If we expect just everything to be okay for us to talk to God, we will never talk to God. Because there is always something that is not working, some difficulties, some... Uh, the important thing is to bring God to your daily life, whatever it is you are doing, whatever the way you are feeling. That's why San Jose Maria invites us in to to share with Jesus everything, to share with him our difficulties, you know? So, share with God that boring class. So tell the Lord, hey Lord, 
this class is super boring. It's not really useful. There is no too much point. But here I am, I'm going to do it well because this is part of my professional work. So I'm going to deal with this the best way I can, you know, for you. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to dream of, oh, I should have signed up for a different program. And no, just do what you have to do. Give it to God and go through it with God, you know. Again, there are people who say, no, in order to talk to God, I need a special retreat or I need that everything in my life is going well. I need not to, you know, to feel that I'm sleepy today or not listen. The perfect day doesn't exist. The perfect day, forget it. Doesn't exist. What it exists is the perfect son of God, daughter of God. Not perfect, but the one who says, hey, I'm going to share with God my father everything. So that I'm going to go through everything in my life with God my father. Then God is present in your difficulties. God is present in that boring class. God is present in that cold you got, right? Or God is present in, you know, your stress because you have a lot of things to study or a lot of assignments or the beginning of the school year or anxiety because, you know, whatever reason, just bring God there because that's your real you. The real me is the one that goes through a cult, through a lot of things to do, a lot of problems, a lot of whatever. But we go through it with God. Then we are happy. Everything goes back to this reality. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. So with you, Lord, I want to live my life, you know, whatever it is, whatever it brings, right? And sometimes life brings lots of joy. Every day we experience lots of joys, right? Well, so tell the Lord about, hey, Lord, thank you for these amazing courses I'm taking at the university, you know? Or thank you, Lord, for these friends I met. Or thank you, Lord, for these things that are happening right now in my life. That's the reaction of a good son of God and a good daughter of God. Whatever happens to you, stop to the Lord about it. When we feel and we have the experience of, hey, I am a son of God and God loves me and God is with me and all my difficulties, then what happens is we develop this optimism. Optimism is not something that you start saying to yourself, I'm going to be optimistic, I'm going to be optimistic, I'm going to be optimistic. And then you suddenly, out of the blue, by art of magic, you become optimistic. No. We become optimistic when we count more and more and more in God. Here are the words of San Jose Maria. Quote, Before you were pessimistic, hesitant, and apathetic. Now you are completely transformed. You feel courageous, optimistic, self-confident, because you have made up your mind at last, to, re excuse me, <clears throat> to rely only on God. End of quote. So when I rely on you alone, Lord, then things start working better. Then the difficulties are not that difficult because you are with me, Lord. And as the psalm goes, you know, with you, Lord, I can charge an army. With you, Lord, I can scale the city walls. Right? Because with God's grace, we can face whatever. Think of the, what is difficult for you now. Think of something that is difficult for you. And now, tell the Lord, hey Lord, isn't it true that we can go through this together and it's going to be okay? 
And it's going to be good for my personal growth. Because we have to learn to, to face difficulties, etc., right? St. Paul <clears throat> used to say, if God is with us, who is against us? And if you know a little bit St. Paul's life, it was super complicated. I didn't bring here the list of things he had to face, because you know them by heart, but just think of, in general, right? So, Jewish people, he converted to Christianity, so Jewish people were super mad at Paul. They tried to kill him on a couple of occasions. Then, Roman Empire. Roman Empire, so these guys, super flat, thinking of war, conquering provinces, and having a superficial uh, understanding of life. They don't have philosophy, they just copied Greek philosophy. They don't have a special mythology, they just changed a couple of names in the gods, you know? So Romans are kind of flat, pragmatical, you know? Okay, Roman law, and, you know, Latin, fine, but super, you know? Greek culture that worships body big time, right? When St. Paul was telling them about resurrection of the dead, everybody laughed at Paul. Oh, resurrection of the dead. So we will listen to you the other day about this one, man. Let's get out of here, you know? So what are we talking about? So St. Paul faced a lot of difficulties, but you read St. Paul's documents and you read about, you know, what St. Paul says about Christ and his love for Christ. And it's amazing. Well, why is that? If God is with us, who is against us? Divine filiation. God is my Father. God is with me. God is powerful. God has called me. I can do this. That's the secret, right? God is with us. Because I know that God is my Father and God is with me, then I am optimistic. You see? Optimism comes from this divine filiation awareness, right? A person with optimism sees always what is good. A person with optimism sees always the good side of people. A person with optimism sees the, the good things that are happening. And as St. Paul says, omnia in bonum. All things that are happening in the world are for the good of those who love God. If we try to love God, we will see in everything that happens to us God's hand, and we will realize that it's good. Even if I am sick, even if I am with this problem, even if I am broke, even if I don't have a job, even if this course is super difficult, even if I am, everything is for the good of those who love God. Because I will see that God can draw lots of good from this. My personal growth, my, you know, Growth in trust in God, etc. So in everything that happens to us, let us abandon ourselves in the hands of the Lord, knowing that everything is for the good of those who love God. San Jose Maria, in one occasion, received someone who came to talk to him and said to him, Father, I am going through a super difficult moment in my life. So what can I do? And San Jose Maria told him, listen, repeat this prayer. My Lord and my God, and we can say now this to the Lord, here personally in the Blessed Sacrament, my Lord and my God, into your hands I abandon the past, the present, and the future, what is small and what is great, 
what amounts to a little and what amounts to a lot. Things that are temporal and things that are eternal. And stay at peace. San Jose Maria said to this person. Because sometimes, you know, we need to undergo our difficulties. But if we undergo our difficulties with God, everything is going to be okay. And keep in mind that trials, difficulties, don't last forever. So stay always optimistic, courageous, hopeful. Also, one of the other consequences of considering our divine filiation is magnanimity. We are people with a big heart. Magnanimity means you are ready to undertake important things in your life. For instance, your holiness. You are supposed to be a saint. All of us have been called by baptism in the Catholic Church. All of us have been called to be saints. The person that is aware of God's love for me says, hey, I can do this. I'm going to work on this because this is what God wants me to do. If God wants me to do this, let's do it. Let's be magnanimous. We cannot aim just as at being good people. I'm going to be good people. Listen, don't aim at that, okay? Because you don't need to be Catholic to be a good person, okay? But you need to be Catholic to be a saint. And that's our thing. We're going to aim at what is best. And God is calling us to be saints. I can do this with your grace, Lord, because you are my father, you love me, you are powerful, you give me graces. That's why we need to be very, very aware of God's presence and divine filiation, my divine filiation, right? Or for instance, a person with a big heart, a person with magnanimity, is a person <clears throat> who embarks himself, herself, in big apostolic projects. So what's, for instance, this school year, what's the evangelization you want to carry out, wherever you are? What is it? What's going to be your contribution to evangelization this school year? We need to ask our Lord for this greatness of heart. Magnanimity. And I know that, Lord, that with you it's possible. Time's up, so we gotta finish this time of prayer. Let us ask our mother. Our mother is daughter of God. Mary is the mother of God, is the spouse of God. She is as well daughter of God. Let us ask our mother always to be aware of the love of God for us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.